We are just winging it, folks. As always. Winging it, we are. We got another guest this week. We got uh, lots to talk about, lots to catch up on. The summer is up and running. The guest we list are. for this show is just miles long at this point. Honestly, there's a waiting list. There's a velvet rope policy. You know, we got a little pay-for-play action we going on. We pretty much decide our guests like maybe a day or two before. We just fi- basically find somebody on the, off the street, and uh, it works out. So It does. They still have to pay to play, though. Let's be clear, okay? Our guests, you know, they don't, get, they don't get this kind of exposure for nothing, John. Oh, absolutely. You know, and if I mean, you want, you know, a bigger credit on the show, you want to be a producer, executive producer, whatever, you pay enough money and we'll sell you the spot. No problem. That's all it takes. All, all it, it takes, takes is just way more money than either of us have right I now. I mean, that's how it really works anyway. Let's be real. That's how it rolls. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I I feel like uh, I have like, um, I've dodged, not fatality, quite but i've dodged so we had we had friends over the other day and it was the first time we've had like a family indoors like a family with kids and everybody right because you know it just has been nice out so there's not really been a need to do that we've had individuals over in our house but Mm -hmm. not a whole family so we had a family over the other day and it was just so nice to like remember what it was like in the before times you know to have adult conversations and just hang out and the kids are you know busy playing with toys or whatever um and then (laughs) And then that uh, the following morning, we got a text from this family, and they're like, two of us were up all night, uh, throwing up and no like way. With, with you know diarrhea, um, and so we were like, oh, all right, so I guess that's why we don't do indoor gatherings now. Is that was that what's going on? <laughs> it was our first get together, but I'm happy to say. Now, like three days later, which of course each day, you know, we're just like bracing ourselves for the storm, right? The coming I mean, storm. There was one time shit. where, yeah, it was like early in the morning and I heard what sounded like sort of gurgling. You know, you know the sound when you hear a like, pre-throw up sound from a kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I heard that, I thought, through the monitor. And I literally, it was like a horror movie. I just started running in slow motion. So it took me forever <laughs> to, to the kid's uh, bedroom. And I run in there, and they're just in there giggling. You know, they're just like having fun. There's, there's no throw up. Were they throwing? Um, were they laughing about throwing up? Or there was yeah, no throw up just, involved. Just what if you walk there? They were just like, throwing up. It's <laughs> 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 like into each other's mouths and then yeah. giggling about it. Which, to um, be clear, that's reduce, reuse, recycle, right? And that if is you got if you got the calories. It is don't funny. Lose them, you know? It's funny. Let's be honest. So they they were fine. We're now days away from this gathering. What could have been. Um, you know, the epicenter of, of a new outbreak. Um, and we're fine and nobody threw up. So I think we survived. You know, I was saying afterwards, I feel like we we watched the the videotape in the ring, but we survived, yeah. you know, like that's you what made it felt it past like. the seven days because, you know, throwing up and when it goes through your whole family like that, it's just the worst. Oh um, I don't miss those days. So so all of that is to say I'm feeling good. I'm feeling on top of the world because I'm not throwing up. That's a good you? place to start from. You know, I'm feeling I'm not throwing up. I'm not not throwing up though, John. I'm currently in some form of I abdominal distress. I thought I saw distress. a little bit of uh, something on your a little bit of spit, little yeah, spittle. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so as as you know, when people listening to this know, we are like vaguely vegetarian now, kind of, but having chicken sometimes yeah. and, and fish quite a you're, bit. You're vegetarian, but every now and then, if you're driving and you see like a cow on the side of the road, your whole family just fucking just like, goes <laughs> in on it. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
I bet that sounded great on the on the microphone. Um, you know, we 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 go we go. We're like 80 percent vegetarian at this point, sure. which is which is great. But yeah. it means that occasionally you get tripped up by some substitutes that your body doesn't handle very well. And there's this one brand of meatball, a vegetarian meatball. I'm going to go ahead and say it. They don't sponsor the show yet. If they yeah. decide to sponsor it, I will retract. We'll delete this from the episode. We'll but just delete called, it. Yeah. They're called Pure, which I think is spelled the way that the faucets are spe- or the water purifier is, is spelled. P U and then the two dots on it. And yeah. R- a little something? umlaut on top yeah. of the, yeah, right. thank you i forgot the yeah. name yeah um it's like pure meatballs which is, is a lie because they're neither pure nor meatballs so i don't know what the fuck this marketing <laughs> campaign is um oh man and they uh so so this like three months ago we got these meatballs we got like a lot of them for, like a ball got a lot of meatballs things. how many meatballs are we talking about yo, we you got, got like balls up in you, this house you got a new chest a freezer chest for your basement so that you could store these <laughs> we did our second auxiliary freezer is just for the balls just filled. Uh, so the, so I ate them. What uh, is in these? Because it really I, I, it bothers me when they even bother to market stuff as a meatball, right? Right. And it, it, right. it's not. It's right. a ball. It's got you balls. Know? But like, don't bother. They smell like, the it's, meat weird. You know, there's they nothing do the, wrong it's like, with eating something that's just called like a new thing, right? It's a vegetarian ball right. or something. I don't know. Ball of leftovers, right? That could be it. But anyway, go on. What is in it? Well, so so I don't know what the ingredient is because <laughs> but what happened pure. was we had this one bad experience with it. We threw them out yeah. months ago, and, and we should have, we should have a taken advantage of, of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> subscription <laughs> service. Yep, we should have looked at what was on the label, but we forgot to. Okay, so so <laughs> this so it's been haunting me now for months. The fact that because we, we all had bad you know stomach pains, lots of like hard weird shits coming out. <laughs> it was just an awkward few days after these meatballs, and of course like because this is like a veggie substitute dinner, we also were having you know pasta with like protein fortification in it and shit. Yeah, which you're can also, also all hangry, mm-hmm. and we're hangry and just grumpy and bloated. So it didn't go well, and and I had forgotten about this. And then this week, my sister is like, "Hey guys, you know, um, I got some uh, some veggie meatballs. I'm looking to get rid of. You know, I'd love to have you guys come over, and we can like share some. Like the kids will love these things; they're really good." And I had forgot. This was like in January, the last experience. So I had totally forgotten that this happened. Oh, Micah, no. you could tell us we were eating. It was she was getting this like sense memory where she was like, <laughs> "Honey, I think I think you should slow down." She's like, "Honey." Don't just just, chew, just chew, it more, chew it more. And I'm like loading. I'm like just fucking shoving <laughs> balls in my mouth. Like college, our guest knows what I'm talking about. That's a weird way to intro him, but he'll he'll it he'll is, be on yeah. standby. But that was a good teaser. Yep. Getting confused, um, you know. So I'm like shoving balls in my mouth, and as I am, I'm feeling this kind of weird, like bloated, because I've only had like three of them at this point. But I feel like I've been eating meatballs since noon. You know, it's one of yeah, those things. Yeah, and yeah. and Micah's looking at me, and she's like, kind of doing this thing. Where she's like, stop, stop. And I'm like, what? These are delicious. I'm going to get seconds. And she's like, don't get seconds. Don't get seconds. And my sister's like, what's what's wrong, guys? I, I thought these were good. And I'm like, no, they're great. And my wife's like, no, they're they're just like, don't. She's trying, trying to not attention. to offend. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, so, your sister's just dumping all these on you. She's like, hey, I got a bunch of crap food. Well, I got to get rid of. To Florida. We're all going on this Florida trip next week, which I'm going to talk oh, about. Oh, wow. all right. I want to hear about that. So we're yeah. flying with her to Florida this weekend. And we're all getting rid of our food this week. I so it doesn't see. go okay. bad, right? We're clearing. So, so she's that like, she I got all these meatballs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She didn't just know that these were terrible and, you know, needed to be uh, gotten rid of. No, but here's the thing, John, is they're delicious. This is the problem is that they taste fantastic, right? Most of these- What do they like, taste like? They taste like actual meatballs, which wow. for the most part, these substitutes, they taste good. They taste, you know, uh, they taste like convincingly foodie. They taste sure. like- 
yummy. Food-like. But they don't taste mm-hmm. like the things that they're actually replicating. These ones taste like actual meatballs, which is part of why I, as you know, who am accosting cows on the side of the road, yeah. was like, oh, give me more of these meatballs, right? Absolutely. Anyway, I wake up the next day. Micah had been like, those were the meatballs that uh, you didn't do well with last time. You, you know, out shit. loud in the car afterwards. Yeah. And so I knew I knew it was coming. I still, though, for t- two days have been in cramping abdominal oh, distress. Man. And I keep waiting for it to pass. I keep thinking, like, if I just poop enough, <laughs> this is going to, like, leave. But it's not because it's not even in, like, They're my lower like, intestines. They're just, like, hanging on in your intestines. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of my body, you meatballs. Right. Anyway. Wow. No, life, life is good. Like, Isn't other it than interesting? That, it's been good. That's just become a theme now for this episode. Um, stomach ailments, I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm... I'm happy in this case to be uh, talking to you remotely, even though what you just said is not contagious. Um, you never know. Those meatballs, you know, they could be carrying some nasty shit and I don't have to worry about getting it from you right now. You so never know. Good. I could also do what your kids were doing and corner you and vomit them into your <laughs> mouth like a mama bird, in which case, John, you would be fucked. You would be I would the be same fucked. situation. So also, you'd be filing a restraining order. One nice outcome from, from this time. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely want to hear about your Florida trip, but I don't know. What do you think? Should we uh, introduce the guest who's been wa- listening to this ball story? Or yeah, I, you know, I, when I think of balls and I think mm. of nausea, um, I think of our guest who we have on It's a today. great intro. We are proud to welcome, for the first time, to Just Winging It, my good friend, Jake Robertson. Jake, how you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Well, cramping and, and burping my brain. I'm out, fantastic. But... Yeah, I don't know if I have much to add to this conversation. It seems like... I mean, we're hoping that all. you'll take us to a new oh. place, you know, to, to move us away from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's really why we have guests well, at this point, you know. I mean, what, what else is there to talk about, really? It really works. No, Jake, give us give us uh, a little intro to, to who you are. You just had another child during COVID. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. and, uh, and we, you and I go way back to like 1923 or whenever we were mm-hmm. in college together, but give, yeah, us, yeah. give our listeners we're a little idea over the, uh, the Jersey border, <laughs> right? You remember those good old days mm-hmm. running from the, the cops in the jungle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The jungles of New Jersey. I don't know what the hell that image is, <laughs> um, <laughs> but give us a little, a little background into uh, who you are and, and, uh, as a dad and as a dude. Sure. Um, well, I'm 33. Uh, the Jesus year. I was just gonna say, you. I, yeah. I hope. I hope it's a good year for you. Yeah, spend man, it I'm well, being, just in I'm case. Being crucified on the uh, the cross of like duties and uh, poopy diapers. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So, thirty three. We, my wife Sarah and I just had our second child, um, Jonah. He's. Uh, seven weeks now so you know we're, we're deep in the shit um and congratulations just kind of thank you um just kind of clawing our way to the light again um you know i think the worst of the sleep deprivation is over but you know all the all the pistons are not firing as they normally do um but we're, we're getting there we've had a few like good nights but uh yeah uh, lily is our daughter she's she just turned two in may um and uh you know i'm just a guy um a writer just a guy writer my dad um you know an amateur cook uh he's, he's very good overseer yeah so yeah look forward to 
talking to you guys. Thanks for. I mean, the, me the fact that you can even put sentences together somewhat in this state where you now have a, I think you said seven week old and, and a two year old in the house. Um, bless yeah. you for, for joining us today. Thank you. And I mentioned this, but uh, before the show, when I was talking to you guys, but we just had the first like family gathering that we've had in almost two years wow. um, with like all my mom's siblings. She's one of five. My, uh, my uncle Mark just turned 65. So, you know, we, we got a little, went a little hog wild last night. So, yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, but, uh, you know, we had a good time, but of course you were talking about, uh, you know, the kids, uh, getting sick. Uh, Lily, uh, ran a fever last night like as soon as we arrived and she was just like no no you know how they get she was just like running around like and a, what great timing right just yeah. as you're having this big family gathering exactly well i think that they haven't been exposed to the germs that they normally the would thing. have that's what's happening you know so so they just go out and immediately get sick yeah so so she's sick <laughs> how high was the fever <laughs> Um, it was, it wasn't too high. It was like 101. Okay. But. Cause John's sitting there thinking like, it's not going to be high. He's like, Oh he's like, yeah. Are- 101. <laughs> we just, you know, Grace just goes out to school. It's fine. There's That's no, like no too issue. cold. She's, She's like, like, give me a blanket, daddy. I'm going to 108 <laughs> today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. I do have a infamously high fever kid <clears throat> that we've learned to, um, yeah, we learned to just sort of like look at fevers differently, yeah. I guess. Um, you know, but, uh, it is, Does she like hallucinate. You know, she doesn't, I mean, not that she's articulated, but she does become delusional. Um, <laughs> but is that just because she's your just child? Just sort of like or hyper, this, yeah. and yeah, that could be too, you're right. Um, no, just like hyper and sort of like, there have been a few instances where it's been to the point where it's like, you know, not making a ton of sense. Um, sort of uh, manic, I would say. Mm. Um, but that's not the norm, because at this point, you know, I think she's just like, oh yeah, you know, I have, I'm a little hot right now. <laughs> Now, I want to, there's something that Jake said that I want to circle back around to, which is, you know, we're talking about the Bible. Welcome, everyone. We did, yeah. Bible talk. We've already turned away uh, any Christian audience at this point. We have. You're welcome back with open arms. Uh, Jonah is in the Bible as a character who uh, goes inside of a whale. Is that correct? Are you asking me? Who who are you asking? Yeah, you're the you're the Bible expert. Sure, Jonah yes, lives in a whale. That is true. Correct? Yes, it's uh, in the Psalms two eleven. I believe there's a. Uh... <laughs> is that right? I was with it for a second. <laughs> no, I have no. I fucking do. I mean, I've in read, the Old Testament. There's... I have read the New Testament like front to back. You know, riveting. But the uh, Old Testament, I mean, I just couldn't. That's that's just, where the crazy shit lives, John. That's where there's the story about Jonah I who just somehow he somehow is in a whale for a, for a while, right? Yeah, sure. So w- before we started recording, you know, I was like, J- you know, I haven't seen Jake, uh, you know, in a while. I haven't gotten to meet Jonah yet. Although hopefully we're going to have a visit later this summer, which would be great. Um, and I was like, you know, can you, can you show him to me? And I was struck by the fact that this alleged seven week old was the size of uh, of of me practically. This kid was was so huge. Are you? Do you think that at one point he actually escaped a whale? I think they named him that because they knew he would emerge whale like. Oh, I mean, literally, the question that I had for them was, how big is he? And the response that Jake and his wife gave was, we don't know. <laughs> like that he's so true. big, I heard that. they have to drive him to like a fucking the scales dump. don't actually, yeah, like a truck scale. Um, they have to put him in a car and drive over the thing to be able to measure his. Uh, his have weight. you? While we're on the topic, I have to. I have to insert this. 
I mean, have you guys heard of, I think it was in this area in New England uh, off the coast, um, there was a scuba diver yeah. who was, you heard about this. He was, Cape Cod. So for those who hadn't heard, you know, he apparently was just doing his thing, scuba, scuba-ing, scuba diving, I don't know. Um, and all of a sudden he was like engulfed by blackness and, and thought he had like died or something. Right. Um, and, and then, and then apparently, and this was also told through the viewpoint of someone who witnessed this, um, he had been swallowed by a whale and the whale ejected him. Like it went to the surface and ejected him, which someone watched, which can you imagine watching? Like, can you imagine me whale watching? Right. And you're just like, oh, wow, we're seeing the whale, you know, and then all of a sudden a fucking guy gets comes a flying human out of adult out of the whale. I mean, I think I think he was a lobster fisherman. Yeah. Um, he was like a professional. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 And he um, had survived a plane crash. And his already. name is Jonas. Really? Jonah. Jonah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Same root, same root name. But I, my yeah, first question when this wild. happened was I was like, man, I really hope for his sake and my sake as somebody who's laughing at this story that he was ejected through the blowhole. Unfortunately, that's not, not what happened. Oh, really? In my mind. No, it did not. No, he was just like spit out because he didn't go down. The, the esophagus is the size of a human fist. He can't actually. He was just in the in the mouth. Right. Right. But I was thinking like, how fucking funny would it be if, oh, if one of these like harbor cruise boats like John's talking about <laughs> just just going by and then. <laughs> There's just like a middle-aged man flying out of a but whale. But then he's like, but but the water is still, you know, shooting up. So he's like riding on top of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a fucking geyser. Yeah, exactly. He's just like just loving it. <laughs> Incidentally, anyway. that's kind of how uh, Jonah was born. Well, this is what we're. This is what I want to circle back around to, Jake. So, so, so the name Jonah. Is there a whale mm-hmm. connection to this, or what was? Where did that come from? It's a great name. You know, I wish I could say that we gave it. Um, a ton of thought, but uh, uh, retroactively we did. Second kid. Originally we were we were looking at Noah, but um, mm. you know, Again, as the right as the as the months wore on, we're like, you know what, Noah. Everybody's naming their kid Noah now, and uh, it is very Old Testament, you know. Yeah. And Noah's like an old bearded man, um, so we came across Jonah, and um, I mean, everybody loves Jonah Hill. Jonah, he wasn't, the, he, wasn't the, he wasn't the inspiration, but yeah, we're looking for something a little um, unusual. But um, to be honest, I think that had something to do with being uh, like boarded up in our house for a year. We're kind of like experiencing this liminal state with the rest of the world and felt like in a sense we were in the belly of a whale. You were in the whale itself, <laughs> right. and the whale was COVID. You know, it was just kind of like a year of liminality yeah. and of kind of in-betweenness, and that's what that uh, story from the Old Testament reminded me of. Um, plus, you know, a little baby floating in your wife, it's kind of like Jonah and the <laughs> Jake, whale. And don't, your don't wife wait, is don't. the whale in this scenario. I don't know if Sarah is aware of this. We'll just tell her not to listen to this. I think you should tell her, you should tell everybody that you named your child for Jonah Hill, which is great because it, it makes like enough sense that people would be like, okay. All right. But also yeah. like, why are you that passionate about like a 39 year old <laughs> comedian? <laughs> like, what, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But uh, no, but that's really great. Was Methuselah ever on the table? Was that ever like an option? Uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Actually. There we go. Mm. That would have been great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it way Classic. back. Yeah. yeah. 
So the, the, the theme as it is for this episode is keeping kids busy stomach pain during the summer. It's that it's, it's balls, upset stomachs and keeping kids busy. Hopefully not all at the same time, uh, which is disgusting. Uh, so, you know, I, I want to do a quick little round with everybody and talk about some things that we're sort of doing. And you know, Jake is a, he has like this, you know, he, he's like a, living this agrarian existence by the coastline. I would love you to get into that a little bit. Uh, I will start by saying that Jude is right now about to finish his first ever week of summer camp. And that has been simultaneously awesome and vaguely traumatic <laughs> for me. Yeah. I'll start with the trauma part. The trauma part is because of the medical stuff that I keep bringing up. Um, I've been in this place where I'm sort of primed for the worst to happen. And those sort of like anxiety, you know, thought loops are always in my mind. And so, you know, every morning, you know, I drop jude off you know at camp which is pretty far it's like 30 minutes away from us and then bring henry to school and then i'm kind of sitting here at home alone and i'm like man my kids are like not in a distance where i could like immediately save their lives if i needed to which is a ridiculous thing to say i'm putting that out i there. get it man <clears throat> but i'm yeah. feeling it and i'm thinking you know oh he's doing all this like water stuff all day he's climbing on hillsides i went to this camp as a kid and i know <laughs> for a fact that it's like kind of dangerous like i'm sure it's it's there not as dangerous as it really is to die yeah yeah like it's cliff diving and shit mm -hmm. right um so like i i'm just personally kind of dealing with this this trying to like stop those thought loops from going anywhere and remembering that like i don't actually have control over every element in my life and that safety is something that doesn't exist just because one person is paying attention you know takes a village blah 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 so that out of the way that's been something i'm sort of feeling this week that i wanted to throw out there but mm. on the flip side uh, I have been like fucking loving how much fun he's having at this. And the fact that he's gradually transforming into like Rambo <laughs> like, every day he comes back and he has like different bandanas on. And he's like, he's like, dad, I'm like, what dude, why'd your voice change? He's like, just ignore it. Like come in the back. And he's like, you can't eat this berry because this berry is not ripe yet. It could potentially contain poison. Bears don't even eat these berries. He's like, come down the hill. This twig, this twig belongs to a blueberry bush. A blueberry bush is very safe. You need to know, though, it's not quite right. The window is only three days long when it's blue. If it's red, it's too sweet. If it's green, it's not sweet enough. It's got to be blue. I'm like, Jude, what the fuck? And he's like, come on, I'll show you to make a fire. I'm like, this is crazy. You, you he's like to and you're becoming like, a survivalist. What do you, so, Jude, what do you think we should do about the squirrels that are uh, getting into the shed? And he just goes... <laughs> Fuck them, and then takes a machine gun and <laughs> where'd you get that? <laughs> um, it feels like that. It feel, like he, he's so much more capable than he was just a few days ago. And hearing him talk about that, like you know, in that voice, is great. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah, but this weird testosterone laden voice that he has now. That must. So that's be. been going well. I mean, it's always it's always been like kind of mind blowing when kids come back. Um, with things that they learned that weren't from you, because there's a whole stage, right, where all they're learning is really from you, right? I mean, Jake's in this with a with a two year old. Primarily, it's it's stuff that you're teaching them, um, and suddenly, especially, I feel like I can imagine how with more practical um, sort of like life skills, which they would be learning in a in a camp like that versus school, where it's a little bit more uh, cerebral and they're not necessarily applying it as much. It must be wild to just like. You know, and have them teach you something, which is also, I, I love those moments, right, where, you know, Grace will teach me some weird um, fact about bees or something that I, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> She's very into bees. Yes, right yes. Yeah. yeah, so we've enjoyed watching Lily uh, interact with children her own age for the first time uh, because she hasn't really uh, met anybody else 
this year, like the uh, usual play dates that we would have had with friends, children, um, just didn't happen this year yeah. um, uh, due to the pandemic. So now uh, she's like getting in all the uh, socialization that uh, she was missing. And it's funny when they, uh, when she like meets a friend for the first time uh, or even, you know, someone she's met before, it's like a little uh, uh, standoff uh, for the first like minute or two, they just kind of stare at each other or, you know, I'll take her walking in a, this field near our house. And there's like another two-year-old just toddling along and they just, uh, they just kind of point, they stop and point. They're like, there is another, you know, because <laughs> the spaghetti Western music starts playing. Yeah. She's like, baby, baby. <laughs> she recognizes that it's like this little person, um, that's like her. Um, it's like a peer. They do know? exist. And yeah, yeah. There are others. <laughs> um, so she, her, so our friend uh, Brett Jackson and his wife Devlin have uh, a little girl Ellie, who's um, a little older than Lily. Um, she probably has like ten pounds on her, but they just go in for these hugs. You know, is so sweet until you know the center of gravity is lost and Ellie just like flattens her, <laughs> uh, but they're both laughing, you know, they're just, uh, she seems to be a pretty outgoing uh, kid. You can tell she's extroverted even at two. And we're just glad that uh, she's finally able to make friends and have these social interactions that she's missed this year. Mm-hmm. And she's going to catch up on that real quick. You know, Jake, I brought you up on the show before uh, a couple times. Once was in the context of, I think you and Sarah, were the last people we hung out with before COVID because it was yes. like late February. Uh-huh. Last time we, Micah we fell hung down out our together. staircase. <laughs> yeah, Micah fell down child. the stairs. Did you tell that story? <laughs> wow. So we live in I a pretty have. old house. We have an older yeah. house and the stairs are, um, I don't know if the grade is just like a little bit steeper than, you know, what is average now or, um, the I don't dimensions passed, are slightly different. Um, (laughs) they are slightly different so i think that she was she was holding henry right henry yeah and um she just like fell on her ass and like slid down like four (laughs) stairs it was terrifying but she didn't drop him or anything it was just like very startling um we all cried and hugged Uh, (laughs) has that that happened again to anybody else because i gotta say i was going up and down those stairs and i was like you know, I haven't fallen downstairs as an adult, but like, if I'm gonna, it's gonna be on these. I think partly because it was kind of dark, so like, the, I fall there was the... upstairs. Oh, I do that you all the time. Upstairs? You know, you have your yeah. fucking hands in your pocket and you fall on stairs. You want to tell me a worse experience than <laughs> you know that? Because especially, you know, the time it's... where you're just like you're energetic and you're like jumping two <laughs> stairs at a time, you know, because you're just like going somewhere fast, and then that's the time where you just fucking smack just, your face and you hit your them. face every time. It's like you don't even hit your body; you slam your face into the yeah. stairs. And if you have your hands in your pockets, you can't even like do anything about it. You just have just, just hands in pocket, whistling and skipping two steps. <laughs> right. Because it only happens when you're happy enough for that. No, but she was <laughs> she was fine. But I remember specifically Lily, uh, you know, being this tiny ba- baby at that point. She was a year old, barely, you know. And now she's uh, it's just it's surreal for me to think of her as this like hulking, you know, figure tackling other toddlers uh-huh. in the street. No, no, like no. That. She's being tackled. She was. Oh, she's, she's being tackled. tackled. Oh, oh, Ellie is yeah, the one. She's, tackling. she's yeah. actually um, tall and slender for her, her age. So she's yeah. in a high 
percentile for height. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I, th- I think she's only like 23, 22 pounds mm-hmm. still. Um, so she's, uh, she's smaller, uh, but she's very, um, enthusiastic, you know, so yeah. she'll just like get in there with older, bigger kids and it's a little worrying. Like we, we were just over a neighbor's house for the first time. Uh, like she had us over for lunch and, um, she has two like, uh, older kids, like I think third and eighth grade and Lily just disappeared with them. It was the first time she's been out of my sight. I'm just like, what the, <laughs> what's going on? So I, I didn't like w- look around the house for her and she was with the kids watching baby shark, but she didn't even look up. She was just like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so like, I think she's going to be fine going to. I love that. And... Yeah. I she's love... going to be all good. The, yeah. the dynamic, you know, at gatherings, we, we have, uh, our kids have a lot of cousins and this happens where, you know, most of them are older and they they just naturally sort of like take care of each other in a way that is really sweet to watch but also um very convenient <laughs> as a parent because you can just like mm-hmm. let them go you know <clears throat> and there's just um it's good for them it's good for you because so often you know naturally we're in that position of being the overseer um and it's a source of great uh tension <laughs> with our kids because we're mm-hmm. always playing that role but when a when you watch an older kid do it with them it's just like so natural and, and they're so much more likely to just follow without even it's, it's amazing. Really. I I'm jealous of it, but I guess uh, I'll take it. Well, it's an early indicator of how uncool we are already oh without even knowing it because mm-hmm. when you like this yeah, happened totally. just this last weekend, we had some friends uh, come down with their kids who were very close to our kids when they were little, but we haven't seen them in almost two years now. Uh, and they, uh, I, I was sort of, you know, it, it was similar to what, both of you were saying it was kind of the first time we've like hung out with people in our house who weren't family members for kind of an extended period of time because there was a fucking storm, of course, happening because that's yes, like happening yes. every other day right now. Um, you know, and we had planned this whole day around like, a, let's go outside. You know, they're looking at getting a house in this area. So, you know, we were going to be their home base while they did that. And then, you know, we could go out to eat in the you know park. Uh, none of that happened because of this, these storms. So we ended up just spending like four hours in, indoors with them. And, uh, and, and there were so many kids cause they even had another baby whom we hadn't met yet since COVID happened. So like there were, there were, you know, five, all very young children playing together. And, uh, and it was, I had forgotten that feeling of when they kind of go off and do their own thing and you immediately become like a fucking fossil. Like you might as well just be a painting on the wall. Cause you're like, Hey kids, like don't <laughs> forget. And they're like, whatever the fuck, I don't care what you do. And then the older kids in the group, in this case, it was Jude and his friend Sylvie were the oldest. They like issue orders, right? Like yes. they decide what's going on. And all the other kids are like, yep. Okay. They just do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without even a hesitation. And it's, it's definitely, it's like an early glimpse into what we're all going to be facing in a few years from now, which is like, you know, peer groups will do all of that shit for us and we will be like the annoying people in the background being like did you do your homework yeah, 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 yeah. you know exactly i know it is a little totally sad, uncool but... um we so when jonah was born a few weeks ago or two months ago um <laughs> we were concerned about how no you know lily would react but she's been um so sweet to him and accepting good um of him but you know there are uh, frustrations, changes in routine, uh, developmental uh, changes are going on for her right now. Uh, but she hasn't um, directed any of that frustration at Jonah, thank God. Um, it's all been channeled 
to me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll be like, Lily, can I have a hug? She's like, no, dad, dad. no. And, you know, we'll just like run away. So I almost have to like bribe her, like make a shtick out of it. Like she knocks me down uh, as she's like running at me. And I was talking to Sarah, my sister is a social worker uh, yesterday. And Bernie's like, oh, that means she, uh, she trusts you. Uh, toddlers only push away um, people that they feel safe with. And really? I was like, oh, really? Like that makes me feel a little bit better, but you know, I, I still feel like I'm being shunned. And she's like, you should read this book on attachment theory. I was like, I'm not going to do that, but thank you for <laughs> <laughs> letting me know that, you know, she, uh, that I'm not being rejected. Wait, so you know? kids it's, push away figures they trust. That's what you're saying? That's what my sister said. What, yeah. What's the, what's the thinking behind that? I, Pat, I, he didn't I read the book. Told you I just told you everything I know about it. Man. I mean, um, I, I, you should have kinda, on the show. Yeah, we should really. Uh, just call her now, and she can swap in for you. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I think that, from my perspective, it makes sense because I think that there is something around. Like, I, I see this in how my kids behave, and like you know, Grace as an example is in school and in in public settings, like so conscious of being good. You know, to the mm-hmm. point that I worry, like I. I want to give her space to like, you know, make mistakes and all of that. But at home, she has no issue, as we've talked about before, like screaming, hitting me, you know, <laughs> just taking all of that out on me. Um, and I don't necessarily see it as um, pushing away, but I do see it as, you know, her being so comfortable um, with the relationship that she can sort of, you know, it's almost like some of that frustration has to get channeled somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. And I think as parents, you know, we're often the recipient of that. And I mean, let's be honest, as adults, I think we do this with our significant others, right? I mean, you know, we Bethany and I talk about this, how, um, you know, she'll point out <laughs> an example. She'll be like driving and she sees the uh, the the oil check oil engine light come on. And she'll be like, damn it, John. You know, it'll just be, <laughs> it won't even like I, I don't even know anything about cars. And she has no expectation that I would maintain the car. But there's in that moment, there's an immediate like it's his fault. <laughs> right. He because, sabotaged our car. Yes. Yeah. Actually, and I think that is a real thing that we do with each other. The people that we love most, maybe. in fact. Absolutely. Yesterday, I took a uh, turn uh, t- too quickly, um, like on an exit ramp, and uh, like a gallon of gazpacho overturned <laughs> onto my wife's feet. Oh, that sounds and just great. As the car flipped Listen, over. Specifically I, <laughs> cold yeah. gazpacho. Yeah. 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 Gazpacho everywhere. Um, <laughs> there was gazpacho everywhere, and it was like 90 degrees yesterday oh, so it's just like good spots it's just this lumpy like, soup yeah um but when it happened i was very concerned about like a spacho because i spent like two hours making it yeah I was bringing it to this meanwhile party. again the car has toppled over completely <laughs> on stars <laughs> calling sir sir get the jaws of life <laughs> save the children Not for her. <laughs> get the soup what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but more to your point, uh, you know, we were, we, we had this like dissonant moment where I was concerned about the gazpacho and Sarah was concerned about not only like my speed, but also <laughs> that like gazpacho had just spilled all over her feet, her sandals. So, you know, in retrospect, oh, God. Um, she was, she was right. 
and I was wrong. But, you know, um, anyway, it's the gazpacho apocalypse of yesterday afternoon. The gazpacalypse. We, we, yeah, we, we got we got through it. It is, I, the, you know, I went right there, John, when you were talking about it. I was thinking of how the people I'm, I have been historically in my life most comfortable with, they're the people who I allow myself to be grumpy with or Absolutely. who I allow myself to be overly critical of and then apologize and do some like soul searching. But, you know, usually we, we do it because there's trust there and, and we know that we can like that's, – that's part of the process of working back through that, right? And Micah has told me that in the past in relationships, she never felt like she could do that. Mm. Like she could push back or like offer a contradictory opinion or something because she never felt like there was really space for it. So, um, you know, we don't we don't fight a lot. But when we do, like there's always a part of me that is like specifically happy that she is pushing back on me being an ass about something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I oh, realize absolutely. that she feels comfortable doing that. And I realize that like I also feel comfortable not necessarily in a good way also not being my best self all the time. But even going back to childhood, you know, I would, when I was an asshole, I was never an asshole to teachers. I was never even an asshole to friends of mine. I was an asshole to my parents, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And there was something about trust there, I think, you know? I think, you know, I've also thought about this, again, in the the context of, uh, you know, me and and Bethany, my wife, um, where that person is essentially an extension of, of your own has become sort of fused with you as a person in a way, Mm. right? You're still independent people, of course, but you are also this entity that is inseparable in a way that I think oftentimes the frustration we're feeling in a moment gets projected on them because we're, you know, it's a lot easier to do that than to put it back on yourself. But the reality probably underneath it is that you are kind of frustrated with yourself, right? Maybe you mess something up. Um, maybe you should have, maybe Bethany, you should have gotten your car checked out for the oil. Um, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like there is definitely a projection there. And I say this because I do really feel, I've never thought of it in this way, but I think with kids, it would make sense that they're working out some of that. I see this with Grace where I think she is actually frustrated with herself at something, but, but that anger, you know, it gets assaulted on me. Um, in a way that, you know, maybe we should, maybe to some extent, we should just be the receiver of that and understand that as part of our role as a parent. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, for one, think that is exactly the point. And it's also extremely hard to do (laughs) because I'm never, I'm like never in this Zen space where I'm just like ready to be yelled at about something, right? (laughs) But sometimes I I am. There are moments where I am, where like the kids are like fucking so angry about something and they're like in the tub and they're like throwing washcloths at me. It's always the dumbest shit that they're angry about. And, and, right. And it's just something so inconsequential. But it's also the reality is that they're never actually angry about that. They're angry about something else or they're usually just tired, right? It, usually or they it's, have a it's stomach that. ache. Mm-hmm. Or they have a stomach ache or they ate too many of these weird meatballs. <laughs> fucking meatballs. Or they're hungry, <laughs> right? Oh, actually, yeah, the hunger Or they're hungry for more of them because I was like, cut it. It's a life-saving measure to stop eating these right now. Um, it's usually something else that has then percolated and propagated through the rest of their day. And then it comes out at that moment, but there's something important about the fact that it's coming out at that moment, because that is telling you that they are comfortable showing how they actually feel, not showing necessarily the reality of why they feel that way and not necessarily being articulate enough to actually tell you what's going on, but that they are comfortable enough letting go of any mask that they have been putting on for the rest of the day. And I think as parents, and I realize that this topic of this episode is beyond screwed up, which is completely fine, I think, at this point. Typical for the show. It's true. We don't know what we're doing. I think that as parents, there's this really valuable moment there where we, in in the moment, can like take what they're saying 
and not be judgmental and allow them to do it in a way that we make it clear to them that this is something that they can do if with no one else with us. Because mm. if they can't do that with us, then they can't do that with anybody, right? And that is a real, real problem, what you're hitting on there, because that, right? is the, that is the source of this ugly thing that, you know, we've talked about Brene Brown. She's a researcher of this exact thing, which is shame, right? And that's what yes. to kids who really have issues with behavior because they actually feel like they are bad, right? They, they, aren't, they don't have an outlet for that that's acceptable, um, and I, so I think you're onto something there in that, you know, just by creating that space, um, there's a lot of good we can do for our kids and it's sort of counterculture, isn't it? You know, especially in American society where it's like all about, you know, um, control your kids. Uh, and if, if someone were to witness you just receiving that, right. Being yelled at by your kid, um, don't you think there'd be an element of judgment there that you would feel too, where it's like, you know, I know I'm so- in the eyes of society, I'm being like assaulted by a kid who I'm supposed to control, right? Um, and I think we have to check ourselves on that front. Yeah, I mean, you, Lily yells at me all the time, but she's two. You know, usually <laughs> yeah. it's like in monosyllables, like, um, <laughs> you know, just like no or Alma. Uh, so, Pat, getting back to the. Um, the idea of kind of like dropping a persona with your spouse and kind of uh, being um, it, the idea that showing your worst self is like a part of intimacy. Um, I just wonder developmentally, uh, you know, when uh, that kind of dynamic kicks in for children. Cause I know that when Lily is flipping out, I don't think that there's much thought behind it. I think that she's just tired that she um, uh, isn't getting what she wants or she, she's not able to watch the Elmo show um, and genuflect at the altar of Elmo. Like <laughs> I'm sensing a history moment. with Elmo here. Yeah. Elmo is very important. Um, he's kind of yeah. like the, the pontiff of her wow. like, spiritual yeah. world, you know? Uh but anyway, I'm, I'm just spitballing here, but I just, I did, I'm not a child psychologist, so I'm not sure. We, we can all pretend to be, though. That's pretty much what we yeah. do. That's true. And your sister um, is kind of one, which helps. Well, she's, yeah, she, she is a, she does have her master's in social work and has taken a bunch of child psychology classes. So, um, but I just wonder how much if a child's kind of acting out is, testing or uh has that kind of um is volitional as you're describing it or maybe mm-hmm. you're describing like an unconscious process i don't know but uh it well, just it seems to seems... me that like when, ahead, when she's uh throwing a fit about something that there isn't much um thought behind it that it's almost a um an automatic reaction mm, involuntary that yeah. is then kind of refined out as the person matures, you know, or becomes more socialized um, or, you know, realizes that they're not going to have many friends if, um, you know, they throw their uh, sandwich across the room <laughs> because a pickle touched it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've seen Patrick do that at a table. I, I do table, know what that feels fair. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Luna, our dog, is broken into my room right now and is slamming into my desk. Can you hear that? I'm just imagining her like the Kool-Aid guy. She's just like, there's a Luna-shaped oh, yeah. hole in your door at this point. Um, yeah, there is. I thought I heard her? some panting in the background. I didn't yeah. know what was going on there. I wasn't going to that, ask. That's either her or it's my stomach from the meatballs. <laughs> we'll let that one, uh, you know, we'll keep we'll keep this ambiance. But if it gets distracting, just, just let me know. Um, no, I, I, to, to me, it never comes across volitional. It comes across like the same way that it comes across. Like I never, at least I don't think in my life, have ever been like, I'm going to be an <laughs> asshole to this person and I'm going to see how they deal with it. Right. And I'm that, comfortable with that. <laughs> right. Right. Like I'm going to, I mean, that's literally psychopathic behavior, right? If, if you're like, <laughs> I'm going to hurt this person for my own gain. Right. Right. There is an element of, though, in terms of volition, I think of, I can, I feel comfortable that I can afford to let go. Right. Maybe. Yes. That being said though, to me, like the, the, the point is that we all feel like, being an asshole sometimes because of unresolved shit that goes on throughout our day and internally. And there's something really sweet, I think, in a weird way about our kids feeling comfortable uh, doing that with us. I wish I could show you Luna right now. She's just st- staring. I'm going to do it. Whatever. Our it's podcast be- listeners will I mean, love this I'd moment. like to be able to put some Look visual to the sounds she's, that I'm hearing. Look at how big she's gotten already. Yeah, she's a fucking tank. Yeah, she's wow. not quite Jonah-sized yet. I love how she's just standing there, though. Like, you know, She's standing there with a toy staring at me, waiting for me to throw it for her. I'm not going to throw that shit, Luna. I'm not going to throw that shit. So I'm waiting see, again, for you. She feels comfortable, right? She I'm feels waiting, comfortable. Yeah, and I'm waiting for you to act out because you feel comfortable in front of her to just, you know, turn violent. Um Hopefully not violent. I wouldn't want to watch. watch. <laughs> how disturbing that would be. That would be disturbing because there's nothing I could do. You know, like I'm not in the room with you. I can't hold your arms back or something. That's true. You uh, not that you I would be able to because those listen, arms are, you know, you know. This is getting graphic. Guns right there. <laughs> but no, but it's, anyway, so I, I think I think what we're saying that what we're circling around is a really good point, which is that it's good that our kids feel comfortable with us. And I'm glad, Jake, that Lily has been adapting to Jonah's massive existence in a way that feels uh, like she's working through it because you can't work through something with that. You know, if, if every journey were simple and straightforward and easy, there would be no friction. And without friction, you can't get anywhere, right? You'd just be slipping in the same spot over and over again. At some point, you have to be able to put a foot down and push off of something. And I think sometimes that manifests itself in little kids as like throwing a sandwich across the room or screaming about Elmo or flinging feces at the mailman, right? I think sometimes, you know, it goes there, but... For the most part, I think uh, I think we all sometimes want to do that, and it's good that we feel comfortable doing it, you know, in front of the people we love and cherish most, because they will forgive us the most for it, and also help us to work through it ourselves. But before we wrap, because we only have a few minutes left, I do want to know, Jake, about the Cabbage Patch, and I want to know uh, if that a if that's still going, and b if Lily has been helping you with it as she was a year and a half ago when she was a week old. Um. Yeah, technically, it's not a cabbage patch. Although, oh, it's not. It's an endearing term. No, it's more a lettuce, lettuce and tomato patch. Oh, okay. It doesn't um, have the same ring to it. No. Yeah, so, I mean, we've lived in cities for the past 10 years and um, really wanted a garden when we bought this house. Nice, um, big backyard. So, um, I decided to, like, rip up several square feet of my yard which actually was a lot more work than I thought it was going to be because uh, so, um, turf is heavy, you know, and I had to like mm. lug it across the yard in the woods. And anyway, but our neighbors probably thought I was a psycho just like digging up my lawn. 
What is he um, doing in there? It's like the first day that you move in. You know, people are welcoming you to the neighborhood, and they just see you out there, like, <laughs> shirtless, destroying my lawn, shirtless, just yeah. destroying your lawn. Pretty lawn. much, yeah. I had like shovels, picks. My uh, my neighbor came over and uh, tilled it for us, though. And we oh really? We we so we live um, on a site that uh, the Kingston. Um, we live in Kingston, Massachusetts. Uh, the Kingston, Jamaica, sh- actually. The Kingston uh, shipyard used to be there. So uh, people are always like buried treasure, digging up artifacts. And um, it, you know, Native Americans lived there for, uh, I think, over 8,000 8, years. It was one of the oldest archaeological sites um, in the Northeast, I think, um, and burial mounds and whatnot. So um, as I'm digging, I was like finding. Um, horseshoes and uh you know pieces of metal that looked like a blacksmith had hammered and they're just uh pretty crazy but anyway so that's all mixed in with our tomatoes and lettuce and whatnot but are you worried uh, about like ancient ghosts during this process uh definitely yeah, definitely. I feel like that's I mean, how I've these see, things I've happen, seen, right? Is you dig up yeah. something in your yard, and it's like an ancient totemic object, and uh-huh. then you're possessed. Um, are you possessed, or are you okay? I, most of what we find, we just leave in the ground. You do. That's the way to do it. That's you know, cool. I mean, this is yeah. This is how I'm sure, Patrick, your your garden famously led to uh, limbs being you know grown off of the the fruits of the um, plants that were there. <laughs> that's um, exactly what happens. <laughs> Do you remember this conversation? I'm not just making this up. No, I actually have no idea what you, you were, what, in, what are you talking about. When you moved in, this was this was what we discovered, or you had discovered that you know you had all these like vegetables growing that you didn't realize, and we were talking about um, the moment when you would discover that they were actually limbs that were growing out of the uh, plants. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's an aside. We're still we finding we stuff, really though, John. Need... You know, we're still when you come visit. This month, hopefully, um, at the end of the month. Yeah. Uh, you will notice that we have, like, we're finding, and especially now that we have a fucking survivalist, we have Chuck Norris in the family now with Jude. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Father, did you notice, like, if you follow the water, where it's growing? And we look down at, like, what he's looking at, and he's like, there's a tomato under the tree. He, like, has all these weird, like, you know, knowledge things now. I love So he's it. actually telling us, like, he pushed back, and I was like, Jude, those berries aren't edible. He's like, yes, they are. And I looked Watch it up, and they this. were fucking edible this whole time. I didn't even realize wow. that. Wow. Yeah. So we got more food than we even know about. But it's I, not would, like I would Jake double here. check. I would double check before <laughs> you eat anything. But well, I have an app that identifies it can't plants, be worse so than I've been the using that. Yeah. Guess, yeah, nothing's worse I mean, than that shit. What if what if the, what if the app is faulty? That's yeah, true. Then if, who the fuck do you... I consult? Elmo? Like who's left at that point? <laughs> I mean, see, I love the idea of foraging. I would love to be able to forage mushrooms and stuff in the forest but you need to be an expert because yeah if you get it wrong once you know you can be dead that's true <laughs> so good you luck with those one berries. of those ancient objects in the garden that jake tills mm-hmm. up with his neighbor shirtless <laughs> and sweaty grunting in the heat of uh, a new move so hang on so 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 you so well, let me paint a picture for you john so i had been hearing about this mixed vegetables garden for a little while hadn't seen it yet um and when we visited I was shocked to see that it really does look like a little farm. Like you have rows of plants. I don't remember anything being in the rows. I think maybe you had just harvested the crops or maybe there's never been anything there and it's just a dirt pile that I don't know about. <laughs> but it looks legitimate. 
Um, and uh, are the kids helping you with? Uh, obviously, Jonah's not because he's you know a four hundred pound seven week old. But is, no, is Lily once helping he's you? Like all? three four months, I'll have him out there. Reading. You're gonna have him out there <laughs> working the land. Yeah. No, I mean Lily enjoys uh, kind of um, walking around the garden and uh, like pointing at things that are growing. And sometimes she'll she'll like pull up a weed if I tell her she can. But mostly she likes stepping on the plants. Right. You know, um, but this great. year we planted some strawberries, which are her favorite. Mm. And um, she just went ahead and helped herself a few weeks ago. And I was like, where the hell did all the strawberries go? <laughs> but, you know, it's her strawberry plant. So that's true. She owns it. Mad. When but, you uh, asked yeah, her, did, did, she, uh, simple, you know? did she look at you innocently with strawberry juice all over her face and then burp yeah, out of like, strawberry? I don't know. I don't know yeah. where they went. I don't know, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're, we're keeping, we're keeping it simple this, um, this summer because, you know, we don't have as much time to be out there weeding and watering. John, what are you doing to keep the kids busy this summer? I mean, I feel like we're lucky because we're, we're right ahead of, you know, this could be the year we start doing camps, right? We piece together different camps to try to cover things, but we did decide to leave Grace in the daycare that um, Luke is already in and that she had been in before and had been in again, of course, at you know the pandemic. We didn't expect that she'd be there, but during the pandemic, um, we ended up uh, sending her there. And so she's just going to finish out the summer, um, which will end early because the provider's going away in August. So mm-hmm. we're basically like, she'll be there and then we'll do a couple of vacations over the summer and a little bit of time off, maybe time with grandparents, that sort of thing. Um, so I'm like trying to really enjoy this, what I'm seeing as, you know, the last summer before, um, we also have camps and things that, you know, will keep Grace busy and, and she'll be at that point six years old and fully, you know, out of the, like, I don't know, toddler. I mean, I know she's not a toddler anymore, but you know what I mean? There's like a real demarcation there of, um, the time where you're, I don't know, you turn six ish and, and you're a first grader and you're more of a kid than you are a toddler at that point. Yeah. You start losing the little chubby knuckles and stuff. And yeah. it starts, yeah, it, it's, it's, crazy. it's weird, but it's also, you know, we, we talked a lot. We have talked a lot on the show about how gratifying the different stages of childhood are mm. and how like a good way to counter that feeling of like, Oh my God, time is flying by. The kids are growing up. I miss having a baby. Like a good way to counter that is to pay attention to how special and unique each phase of their childhood is. And and to know that that means that there are more of those phases coming, right? Absolutely. So like Jude has definitely turned the corner into being a kid at this point. You know, a kid who goes to skate parks and has his own friends and goes to camp and like survives in the wilderness and carries a Bowie <laughs> knife in his mouth for some reason. And, uh, and it's, and it's great. Cause now like, Oh, the last thing I'll say before we wrap one way that we're kind of spending time this summer is I've been taking off every Friday at work. Nice. Um, so saving up some like PTO and doing that, as I mentioned previously, uh, and it has been so great because it is like dedicated Jude dad time where there is like no, you know, he doesn't have to, to in, include Henry in everything, which he loves doing, but can get frustrating sometimes because Henry's oh, yeah. a little bit younger and very opinionated, you know. It limits the things that you can do, obviously. 
Right. And and Jude and I have always, and listeners know this from years ago, we've always had a lot of very similar uh, like interests and hobbies and, you know, with, with our like auto racing stuff together and things. But a lot of things that kind of got pushed a little bit aside when Henry mm, came along mm. because Henry wasn't necessarily into it. Henry and I have our own things too. So I'm looking forward to those days down the road. But it's been really fun with Jude just like buying a Lego set and then just like building it for three hours together and not yeah. feeling guilty about not doing anything else. Um, and Jude being at home to like work through stuff with me throughout the day. So if I have laundry to do, you know, he helps me put it away and it feels fun because once we get that away, we can go take a trip into the city to go do stuff. So that has been a nice way to break up a couple of things. One is the fact that we have to lean on my parents quite a bit during the summer, just because of the public school schedule and et cetera. But also, uh, you know, the fact that we have this great opportunity now to spend time together. And I can appreciate now that he is not that tiny, tiny kid anymore, that he is a little kid, but he's a little kid with like strong opinions and knowledge and stuff that he wants to get done that I can help him with and we can learn about together. And that uh, has been great. I have just been loving that. And we get one tomorrow because of another fucking storm coming. Um, His camp is is, uh, canceled tomorrow. So it means there's going to be another Jude and Daddy uh, day to build stuff and shoot Nerf guns and go forage in the forest and uh, by this point probably skin a fucking deer out there or something because he's <laughs> learning all this weird shit. But it's no, it's been good. It's been good. That's awesome. I love it. And uh, yeah, I mean, summer is a special time, and I feel like each one goes by that much faster as we become you know old geezers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nice catching up, and uh, I hope that the rest of it goes well. I mean, I say that as if we aren't going to talk, you know, soon. <laughs> it's true. We're going to hang out soon. Um, I'm glad we got to catch up. Jake. Take care, guys. Thank you for coming on. This has been uh, been a lot of fun, and good luck to everybody with keeping your kids busy. Take care. Bye, everybody.